listening to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry of teaching, spiritual direction, and counseling for pastors and leaders. For the next 20 minutes, we invite you into our home and our hearts as we share with you our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. We're grateful that so many of you are listening that iTunes listed Soul Talks as new and noteworthy. Thanks for making us tea, Christy. You're welcome. I'm enjoying relaxing and drinking this tea here. I'm so grateful that God made tea as we find it to be so comforting and such a special treat. We are tea drinkers, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, maybe our listening friends want to get a cup of tea or maybe a cup of coffee and join our conversation. That would be great. And so we've just been talking last night and then again tonight about emotional containment. Yes, I tend to have a lot of emotions. And (laughs) you help me with offering me opportunities to share them with you. And you help me to contain them so that in my emotions, I don't go into places of shame or places where I'm reacting and hurting somebody that I love. I have emotions also and need listening. I'm grateful. You're grateful that I have emotions. I am grateful that you have emotions, and I'm grateful that you share them with me. Are you sure? I didn't used to have so many emotions. (laughs) And I felt detached from you when you didn't. Uh, Well, then I got into therapy and got in touch with my feelings. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's made life a lot better, more like uh, living in color. I remember being a kid and watching black and white TV and then sort of coming on in living color. (laughs) That's right. And it's brought a lot more intimacy to our relationship, Bill. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you think life would be easier if, if you didn't have so many emotions and it was more black and white. Yes, I do. My personality is such that I am one that feels things very easily and very strongly. And my personality is also one that can be quite shame-based. And so this area of emotions and, and feeling emotional or having Strong feelings about things is something I can also feel very ashamed of. And I feel sad about that, as you know, because your emotions are a blessing to me. They connect me with you and they, I identify so often with you. You help me to feel my own feelings and needs. So I'm grateful for your emotions. I often tell you that I love how sensitive you are. Thank you. That's been really helpful to me and has helped me to be confident and trust you with my emotions as unto the Lord, and also really to be emotionally honest in my prayers. Mm-hmm. They go together, don't they? They do. We all need somebody, ideally a few people, who will really listen to us, listen to our hearts and hear our feelings and our emotional needs, our vulnerable places, our hurts, our hopes. And you know, some of our listeners might feel like, I wish I had that in my marriage, or I wish I was married and had a partner like that, but maybe that could be a friend. Mm-hmm. Or a spiritual director or counselor, if you don't have a friend that you feel that level of intimacy and trust with. It's that important, isn't it? That if we don't have someone in our life who we really feel safe with, who really uh, listens and cares, and in that sense holds our emotions, holds the vulnerable parts of us in God's compassion, that we ought to go find out what that's like and meet with a, a pastor or a counselor and really ask for that listening and that caring. What about the listener who's saying, why? Why is that important? I'm doing fine without that. 
Well, let's see. This week I've talked with five pastors who came out of major church conflicts. Most of them were let go by their elder board, despite there being no moral failing. Uh, There were just unresolved issues in the leadership and so forth. And a common denominator in all those cases was good Christian elders, leaders, pastors that just really not knowing very well how to deal with their emotions uh, or the other person's feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people in the congregations and the families have been really hurt. Or just this week, think about the, uh, we've met with some couples together, pastors and wives together, and they've really needed some coaching and some modeling and some guidance and how to express their feelings and ways that are uh, respectful and fair, yet vulnerable, and helping the, the listening spouse, how to really be an active listener who's interested and tuned in with empathy for their spouse and not to be giving advice or reacting with reassurance and that sort of thing. Yes. So, I mean, it's just all over the place. Or I think about the family, uh, pastor and wife who had a conflict, and pastors are people, and so we have conflicts in our marriages and our family also. Sometimes, you know, that affects the kids, and they feel hurt by that. And this is what this relates to. How do we deal with in our leadership teams, you know, in our church or in our nonprofit setting? Uh, everywhere we go, we're in communication, we're in relationship with people, and we need to understand our emotions and their emotions and how to talk things through. Well, you really helped me with that this week because I was having quite a bit of emotions about a, in response to feeling really betrayed by somebody that I trusted, somebody I'm really close to. And I was really caught off guard. I was really shocked. I just, I never would have expected that from this person. And of course, I know that she has no idea that I feel betrayed by her. Her intention was not to hurt me. And so we were sorting through your feelings about that, and I was listening and drawing you out and so forth and validating your emotions. And you were asking the question, well, you know, do I talk with this person or not? Is it that kind of a situation that we need to resolve it together? Or is it more just that I need to process my feelings and kind of be at peace with this to get back into a better position to be loving and respectful to this person? Yes. And, you know, I think forgiveness, I can't really forgive someone who's hurt me if I haven't felt the pain of the hurt. So I think processing through the emotion is an important part of the forgiveness process, Mm -hmm. too. And whether I talk to her or not, I want to forgive her. Yeah. And that releases you, that forgiveness process, the peeling back the layers of the onion to get in touch with where you felt disrespected, where there's some hurt, maybe some anger, getting down underneath into those emotions and praying about them, verbalizing them where you feel understood and validated. That's all intertwined with forgiveness, isn't it? It is. And it's also really helpful for me to process out loud some of these emotions with you because when I'm feeling so much emotion, I can't be objective about myself. And so I can't even really trust myself to know You know, where am I being unfair in my perceptions of her? And, you know, where do I need to look at the log in my own eye (laughs) rather than trying to take this back, you know, out of her eye? You know, honey, I think about if you and I, as different as we are in our personalities, maybe our listeners are picking up on that, that we're 
kind of opposite in many ways, uh, the Myers-Briggs, for instance. And if both of us struggle with the need to sort through, talk through, be listened to regarding our emotions in different situations in order to maintain objectivity in difficult situations that come up in family and in ministry, and of course, we know this just from the people that we talk to, but I just want to say this to our listeners because maybe some of you are feeling like, well, I should have a better handle on my emotions or I shouldn't be so emotional, so sensitive, or why can't I be more objective and more logical? And we hear these things from people where they're getting frustrated with themselves about the emotions they have. Well, I even feel those things at times and verbalize those things to you. Even last night, I said to you, I'm sorry, I've been so emotional about this. I don't like having all these negative feelings. I don't want to have to take your time listening this way and spend our time together with the muck of all this negative emotion. And your response to me was, I wish you wouldn't apologize for your emotions. Why? Because it helps me to know you and because I care about you and I want to understand. And I also care about this person that you've had this issue with. And I know that you want to be able to re-engage in that relationship in a way that's loving and kind and respectful and that in order to do that you need to process through how you felt and what happened and uh, receive my listening and warm understanding. Thank you honey. As you listen and as you understand and as you understand my need for this, as you offer me a place to share my emotions, you offer me a place of containing my emotions place of, you know, emotionally holding all of this. And any good soul friend, a friend of compassion does that. And so we want to unpack a little bit. This is part of what we were talking about. Uh, The second part of that conversation was, well, so what is emotional containment and how do we understand that? That's something that's maybe we might take for granted as therapists because we're trained in that and we've learned to do that. But it's something that anybody can learn to do. And it's like really helpful when you know how to contain your feelings. And it's something that everybody needs. I know that, you know, as an infant, I remember when our children were newborns and they would be screaming in pain or need, and we would spend hours just holding them and containing that emotion for them. Their flailing arms and wrenching back, they would have hurt themselves if they hadn't had us there securely holding and containing all that emotion for them till then they could get to the point where they could relax and be free of it. And so that's another form of the emotional holding. The need starts early and the provision of that. As a parent, we do that for our children as part of healthy parenting. And then as adults, we still need that. Now, the difference is, as we grow into an adulthood, we grow in our ability to be able to contain our own emotion, whereas the infant doesn't have any ability to do that. Yeah. And how does that happen? It's important that our listeners make the connection that as we are listened to and empathized with, and in that sense, held emotionally, we are able to absorb that and internalize that Mm -hmm. and begin to learn self-holding, self-soothing, self-containment of emotions, which is really agreeing with the love and the compassion and grace that God has for us. Yes, that's key. But it's first coming through another person. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, essential developmentally for a child. A child does not have the capacity for self-acceptance, for instance, except as they would experience that from the outside, from a parent or a, someone else in their life who is really gracious towards them. 
But even as we are adults, we come into these times of stress and conflict and really, no matter how healthy we are, we still hit these pockets where we, again, need this sort of really in-depth, patient listening with someone who's just really interested to draw us out and understand how we feel and connect with us there. Yes. And it's not that by you containing, helping me contain some of this emotion yesterday, it doesn't mean that I have no responsibility for containing it myself. I had responsibility for containing it before I shared with you, and I have been containing it since I shared with you because the emotion's still there. I'm not totally free of it. Yeah, there's a great scripture that teaches us this in Galatians 6, where Paul is talking to the people of Galatia, and they're talking about especially those of us who are pastors, counselors, small group leaders, shepherds, parents, really all of us in relationship with others who have hurts and sins and needs and so forth. And he's saying, he's talking about the ministry of restoration, of coming alongside someone and and holding your hand out to sort of lift them up from a, a struggle or a hurt of some sort. And he says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And then he goes on to say, for each one should learn to carry their own load. And so there's that balance of the importance of loving our neighbor, loving our family member, the person who's hurting, and offering that compassion, that patient listening that helps them to get strengthened and be lifted up. But yet at the same time, that person needs to be personally responsible. Yes. Like asking for what they need and not expecting to be like rescued or fixed, but knowing that really ultimately this is their life and their responsibility and so forth. So there's this balance, isn't there? There is. In fact, one of your Twitter followers asked a question after our podcast episode on spiritual hospitality. Yeah, uh, his name is Jeff, and he says, well, how do I be emotionally vulnerable without dumping on people? What's the difference? And I think maybe Jeff has... uh, thinking of people that come to him with a need or hurt or emotions. And I think we all can relate to this, that sometimes we experience that and we we feel sort of dumped on. Or maybe we realize that, well, sometimes I do that to people. And so what's the difference? You know, he was reacting to our earlier podcast on spiritual hospitality. And as part of that, we talked about empathy and in relationships and in soul friendships and so forth. And, And so how do I be, how can anyone be emotionally vulnerable but yet not be dumping? Such an important question. I think we've learned some things about this because I've done some dumping on you in our relationship and you gave me some feedback about feeling dumped on. Well, I've never dumped on you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you do that to me. (laughs) Well, I think one of the things that helps distinguish the difference is this mutuality. When I ask you to listen to me process my emotions... I'm asking you. I'm not just putting all these negative emotions out there. And that's taking responsibility. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't understand that. And it's a central thing in the teaching of Jesus. And Matthew 7, for instance, he says, ask and keep asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep seeking and you will find. Knock and keep knocking and the door will be opened unto you. And he's giving us personal responsibility to ask for what we need, isn't he? That's right. And then that means that the one who receives the ask needs to also be able to set a boundary and say, you know, I don't have that to give right now. I'm already at capacity with my own emotions or 
you know, I just haven't really spent time. I'm not caring well for my soul and receiving God's love. And I don't have that to give right now, but I want to get to a place where I can. So I'd like to listen to you about this, but I'm not going to be able to do it right now. Right. If we can't say no, then how can we say yes? That's right. Yes. And then I think the other thing that makes a real difference is not looking to the person that you're sharing the emotions with to fix the problem or Mm -hmm. to take responsibility to make it all better or to make the emotion go away or to make you feel better. When I'm sharing my emotions with you and asking for this emotional containment, I'm not expecting you to fix this or to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. I'm not making you responsible for my emotional well-being. Yeah, that's helpful. I'm responsible for that. But I'm asking you if you could bear this burden with me, be in it with me, and pray for me. And the other thing is, how do I share with you when I'm being emotionally vulnerable with you? If I share my problem, my stress, and it's full of emotion, but I'm not conscious of that, I'm not feeling that. I'm You're not detached from it. Right. If I'm detached from it and I'm not owning it, but I'm talking about this concern I have, but it's kind of like I'm talking about a movie. It's something very troubling, perhaps, mm-hmm. but yet I'm, I'm not connected to the emotion as I'm doing it. Now, when you're listening to me, what does that feel like? Oh, I feel exhausted and I feel responsible for you and all burdened that you're not aware of all this emotion that you have. And I am now. And what do I do with that? Right. So that example, it's like I'm unintentionally, unconsciously dumping on you Mm -hmm. and it's just going to exhaust you. Yes. Yes. I think the other thing that's really important in this and avoiding a dumping is that the person who has the emotion and is sharing it shares it with I statements. You know, I feel this. I Mm -hmm. think this. I want this. Not, you know, she did this to me and she, you know, is so insensitive or, you know, I'm not, I'm not blaming this other person and just putting out all the spewing, all this negativity of emotion. I'm sharing with you what I'm taking responsibility for what I am perceiving, what I am thinking about it, what I'm feeling about it, what I want. Right. So when you take responsibility for your feelings and your needs, like you did last night in the conversation that we had, and then I listen to you, I'm helping you to contain or hold lovingly, warmly accept your emotions and your inner self, your inner child, so to speak, particularly as you now trust that and agree with that and sort of like as you're sharing, yes, I need this. Thank you, Lord, for your care for me through Bill. And it's that kind of a conversation that's containing. And that's different than you like, repressing your feelings and making them go away, which then contributes to you reacting to them. That's right. Well, honey, some we're at the end of our time and somebody that wants some more help with that, is there a resource on our website that you would point them to? If our friends do an internet search on soul shepherding, praying Psalm 139, they'll find a short spiritual formation guide to help with praying through our emotions. Christy, it'd be great if you'd pray for us all now. Lord Jesus, thank you for your understanding and empathy of our emotions. You created us with this ability to have these emotions. Thank you that you never tire of your containing them for us. And pray for our listeners that you would give them courage to get in touch with what they feel and to express that to you. And those that need an ambassador of you, pray that you would give them courage to reach out in love 
while still taking responsibility for their emotions, to share them and to receive prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ. Christ.